Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So here we are, yeah. our bonus episode, and this is going to be kind of a special bonus episode because we are only going to be talking about The Last of Us. So this is your warning. If you are not caught up on The Last of Us the entire season, this is your time to bail. We are going to spoil the entire series. That's um, true. This is we're doing a series recap. I think it's really important that we do it for one of the largest shows. It's also fair to say that if you have played the game or are at all familiar with the story of the game, you've already been spoiled for the series. So like, what the fuck are you waiting for? Just watch it. Just watch the show. It is like, uh, you know, there was tons of clips surfacing, uh, you know, around the entire run of the show that showed that this was literally a frame-by-frame frame remake. Yeah, and, like, that isn't necessarily the case across the entire run of the show, and I like that they took some liberties in some places. Uh, like, we'll, we'll get to it. There are some things that they uh, made even more intense, uh, and there's some stuff that they added for additional, like, flavor and context and world-building that uh, takes what was already an incredible story. And, okay, Quick disclaimer, uh, anyone who's been listening long enough and has heard us talk about the the show at all, you'll know. I haven't played the game. Uh, I watched through a like three-hour supercut of like all of the like, cutscenes and cinematics and whatnot uh, because I wanted to know what the story of the game was because people have been saying for years that The Last of Us is one of, if not like the best storytelling in video games in a long time, uh, possibly ever. And um, I don't have enough broad context of the world of gamings to say gamings, the world of gamings, the world of world gaming, of, to, to say uh, if that superlative is true. But I will say it was an absolutely fucking fantastic, gripping, heart-wrenching story from start to finish. And uh, so translating that to screen was definitely going to be like a, a a tricky undertaking and this crew did just such a phenomenal job they handled this pro this property with such care and like just hats off to everyone involved yeah so i mean you know one of the biggest advantages that they did which feels like a no-brainer um for any any game video game that is translated to um to to a film or a series for that matter halo looking yeah. at you yeah right 
you get the original writer on. So Neil yeah. Druckmann was the original writer for uh, the Last of Us video game series, and he is one of the writers, like the showrunners for the Last of Us, as as well as Craig Mazin, yeah. um, and they are the showrunners for the show. So I think, you know, I I just tweeted about this, but I you know saying like, why was the Last of Us such a big success? Right. This is this is absolutely. I mean, hands down, as of right now. Mario may change that, but I really doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down, uh, this is the best video game adaptation of all. Like, like this is the number one spot. And I would even fair to say, which I've seen almost all of the video game adaptations, and some of them are okay. This is the number one, the best one, by a long shot. And, and the reason is, it was... A, a pretty close to shot for shot remake. Yeah. The story is exactly the same. You know, like you mentioned, you know, Bill and Frank is a really great example Ugh. of like, we, we saw Bill and Frank's like whole love story and we only get, you know, you only get a passing comment yeah. in, in the game where he's like, Oh, that's my partner. Like, you know, you, you kind of get the idea that we're close, that they were close, but you don't see them being close. Yeah. But that Bill and Frank episode still one of, I mean, if it doesn't win an Emmy, I would be insanely surprised if the show doesn't win multiple em uh, Emmys or Golden Globes. I would be so surprised because it is fantastic. It's honestly one of the most powerful character stories, but like also like one of the most powerful love stories that I have ever seen on screen. And I remember when that episode aired and everyone was immediately like at, well, immediately after the tears dried up uh, <laughs> and you know the, the, the tissues were thrown away, uh, talking about how great it was that someone I knew chimed in to be like, oh, well, you know, like they, they, you know, completely glossed over and like left out like the cool banter between Ellie and Bill. I'm like, sure they did. They left out all the scenes where she fat shames him in the game, which like that's one one of the few exceptions to the writing in this game not being that great. Uh, whereas otherwise it's it's usually pretty fucking phenomenal. And to take that out and like, yes, okay, you miss out on the chance to see Bella Ramsey and Nick Offerman go at it, like. I still want that at some point. That would be amazing. Right. But instead of having Bill show up and like trade barbs with Ellie and like send them on a fast quest, like just getting his story and Frank's story, like Frank is, is literally just a corpse in the game. You know nothing about it. And like getting that story, that is fucking good television. It really was. I mean, you know, uh, you know, so sure, this is one of those things where they deviate from uh, from the original script. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, like you said, like them exchanging, you know, just being, you know, quipping back and forth to each other is boring. It's mm -hmm. boring. You already have that with her and Joel throughout yeah. the series. So like her doing it to other people, which she does, you know, Bella uh, or Ellie does that uh, throughout the series. But it gets it gets tiring because you're kind of like, little girl, why are you so angry? Yeah. You know, like, like I get the world sucks right now, but like you are just bitchy to everybody. And then you see this love story and you're like, oh man. And yeah. she takes it, you know, she reads the, she reads the note and she's like, oh, mm -hmm. like this is serious, you know, yeah. especially she pauses at the part where like protect Tess and he, she's like oh fuck like yeah. Tess just died yeah well and like that's another thing that the show does a really good job of that like the game hints at and like implies but like the game is 
it's a really great story, but like you got to take time out of the story for the action. You have to like the you, yeah. like it's not a visual novel; it's a game, uh, and so like it, it glosses over a lot. Of, but the the show really takes the time to show us why Ellie is so broken, why she's angry, why she's like standoffish, why she doesn't want to trust people, uh, and like why she uh, in turn like you know decides to dedicate everything like every bit of her strength to trying to make the world better because we see like she loses everyone you know in the in the finale we get to see which i think is phenomenal that they got the original actor for, that played ellie in the game to play her Ashley mother Johnson. Yeah. yeah that's just such a full circle moment oh, yeah Ashley so Johnson who played ellie in the game and then plays her mom yeah. in the the finale yeah so we get to see that first loss of her mom dying like literally like one of the most badass things i've ever seen on television literally giving birth while fighting off an infected that's yeah. fucking amazing and then you know growing up you know we we get to see the the other interlude that i don't recall being in the story of the game i could be wrong but like meeting riley and you know learning about that relationship and seeing how close they are and then having her ripped away like that and then she like starts to like get friendly with tess and tess dies and like she 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 wants to trust Joel, but it, it's a little bit rough. And, you know, so that's where, where we are at this point is they're starting this journey where, like, everyone that she's cared for is gone. And there's even a couple points where she thinks that that's going to happen to Joel, whether it's because he, like, he wants to leave her because he doesn't want to do this mission or the point where he almost dies and she has to help yeah. keep him alive. Like, we get to see why she's like that. And, like, suddenly now she's a really fleshed out character with a backstory that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, and and to that point about Ashley Johnson uh, being in it, tons of the original uh, voice cast were actually in the show. So uh, Merle Dandridge, who plays Marlene, played Marlene in oh, the show. That's <laughs> the great. It's really great, right? That's really cool. Uh, Jeffrey Pierce uh, was a voice actor for it. He played uh, Perry in this. He was, um, if you guys remember, the f one of the first like militia groups they came across with the the woman that was leading them. Yeah, and the guy with the big white beard. Yep that it, that was Jeffrey Pierce. That was uh, in played. Kansas City. Yep. So that was uh, uh, Perry, uh, and then of course uh, Joel uh, Troy Baker uh, plays James. And James is the one that was at David's camp uh, where uh, yeah, Ash, yeah. Era, Ellie uh, stabbed with the cleaver, got the I cleaver in the neck. I thought that guy looked familiar. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and there was a few others. There was about five actors that, uh, uh, that were original um, voice actors that made it into... Um, the uh, into the show as you know, most of them were just minor characters, minus Marlene, yeah, who you know was was a major character. Uh, but yeah, great, I love that. Well, and I remember seeing something recently. I didn't, I didn't have the the time to read it, and I, I've since lost track of it. But I saw an article that was you know like why didn't so and so play David in in the show adaptation? Um, and I don't know what the answer to that is, but I do know that. They took that character who was awful in the game. And I'm not saying awful, like bad writing. I'm talking like awful as like if they were a human being, they would be just the worst and somehow made him worse. And Wor the character, <laughs> the actor that they picked to play that delivers that with such intensity and such sleaze and like that, like 
backhanded charm that you know is a trap and like it just gives yep. you the ick right away and like what a masterful performance like just to instantly hate this guy and know that it's going to get bad but then like oh my god it's so much worse than i thought yeah well i mean the original character it was very implied a lot of the things he was doing you know obviously the big reveal in the game is that they're eating people mm -hmm. um that's soylent green is people mm -hmm. uh but in in the show they expand upon him as a character mm -hmm. just being a an absolute terrible like deplorable human being and it makes it even more emotional when when ellie goes off stabbing him just that. then it just makes it like Yes. <laughs> like the this is the correct answer. Brutality of Ellie's revenge on him, uh, 100% justified in my opinion, uh, um, is such a powerful moment because that is, again, the, this character who's been just so beaten and broken down uh, to come like just to the brink of like multiple potential bad outcomes, like very bad endings yep. for her. Uh, and to like, to survive that and realize like the, the only way that she's getting out of this is to kill this man. And then just taking out all of that frustration and rage and pain and grief, uh, all while she thinks that her friend is dying in a cabin somewhere else. Like that, right. like Bella Ramsey's performance here is just, <laughs> it's just next level. Like the the rage on her face and just the pounding of that like cleaver or whatever into like thank fuck they don't show anything other than like from like the ground up perspective of her because yeah that would be just an absolute mess that like even The Walking Dead wouldn't wouldn't have shown <laughs> yeah because I, I mean she is like brutally taking him down yes. and it's uh that that I mean that whole like camp thing was crazy mm -hmm. um I loved the town that uh that the you know Tommy's uh town that they find yeah. like I think that's great which by the way Tommy's wife is played by Rutina Weasley uh who was uh Tara in True Blood oh. so it was really exciting to see her on another HBO show because she hasn't really been in much that I've seen uh since then so when she showed up i was like tara yes <laughs> uh, she plays a substantially different character uh in this she's a little uh more hinged right. than tara was um <laughs> you know for those of you who watch true blood you know what happens to tara it's bonkers <laughs> um you know so it was really good to see to see her back i was excited to see her on the screen again but yeah, I'm I'm actually like speaking of Jackson, really curious to see if they do anything further with that as the story expands in part two. because uh, I, I know nothing about part two beyond it follows Ellie's story later in life. She's grown up, she has a girlfriend, she's on some other new adventure. That's all I know. Uh, but it feels like they're really setting up Jackson as being like the ideal sanctuary. And like in the first game, it felt like it, you know, it was a safe haven, but it was like kind of a Cobbed together, like it was based off of like near a nearby power plant, basically just a glorified compound. Uh, but like to see, like it's like this is an actual town in northern Wyoming that they filmed in. Like you can find it on the map and like look at the pictures and like it looks exactly the same. And like it's a really, really interesting concept to say, like, to like we've got this remote place, it's far from most humans and definitely far from most infected. We've got some, you know, safety from the surrounding elements. And we built our walls. We got electricity. We're living pretty normal. Uh, and 
and I want to see where that goes. And I love, I love that both the game and the show uh, have Joel and Ellie back there at the end after the great betrayal. Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, to that point, uh, I just saw a report where they're saying that you know it hasn't been greenlit yet for a season three of last of us. But I mean, the season two got greenlit literally like the day the first episode aired, um, because it, it made record numbers, uh, stream like our, like a uh, number of people watched, which the finale beats, uh, the finale had 8.2 million people tune in that night. Wow. Which is surprising because the Oscars were happening at the exact same time. I was part of uh, making television history. Yeah, same, you know, and, and it's crazy because, you know, if you think about, uh, the Oscars, like there also was a, a huge deal at the Oscars because, you know, uh, we had Kihi Kwan, uh, winning uh, an award, Brendan Fraser winning an award, uh, everything everywhere all at once, uh, was best picture. And it was presented by Harrison Ford, which was also great that Wasn't, he presented it for Kihi Kwan. Did Michelle Yeoh get best actress and as Michelle well? Yeoh. Yeah. Which, Michelle Yeoh won, which was the first time, uh, Asian, two Asian actors won, uh, in a year. And, and then the first female uh, Asian American to ever win yeah. uh, an award. Yeah, so, so like big huge, deal. huge night for television uh, and film uh, last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean eight eight point two million uh, viewers, you know, which broke the record of the of the pilot episode, which I think is absolutely insane. I mean, HBO is doing huge numbers. You know, obviously. It would be, you know, season two is already bo already uh, booked. So cool, great. Season mm -hmm. two is happening. I would be really surprised if season three doesn't happen. Um, but right now, it's going to time out where season three and The Last of Us Part Three, the game, are going to come out right around the same time. Oh, I didn't know there was a part three. In They're making a part three now. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Well, yeah. like there's there is a part of me that wants to go back and, and play the game, but like between watching the the cinematics and seeing this just beautifully pre presented story on screen, I like I turned to Ellen after it was done. I was like, see, now I got all of the best parts of playing the game without uh, any of the stress, <laughs> without any of the like fuck reload. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like shit, I died thirty times. But there are also some speaking of the game, some really great sequences that they managed to film that like. So we, okay, we talked about the the shot for shot remakes of the story elements. There was in in the final episode, there was one of those really great moments where Ellie comes through the the side of the building where it's open to the open to the city, and she sees the giraffe, which apparently was a, a real yeah. giraffe, not CG. Which I thought, yeah. and I'm I'm glad that 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 was true because that just I was it, very like there was like a moment where I was like is this fake? Like it, it kind of looks real. fake, like, but it really looks real. It's the, hard to tell. The background looked fake, which it obviously was because Salt Lake City is not right. in ruins, uh, yeah. but the giraffe itself was not. So like that was really cool. And those scenes were basically frame by frame, shot by shot remakes, like lifted straight out of the game. But there were some of the action sequences that like you, you realize like when you're translating a game, like you miss out on most of those like fight sequences, even in the cinematics, because that's when the, 
the player is playing, like you're in control. Right. Um, but they did some really great stuff. And I'll focus specifically on Joel's big scene at the end in the hospital where he's stalking through the hospital, like taking out these, like, like I turned to Ellen at one point, I was like, he will literally murder every firefly to protect her. Like you have to understand yes. like, that's the, that's the stakes to him. That and he does. <laughs> he one by one murders every single one of the fireflies in that hospital building, picking up a gun along, doing the right thing when, you know, when you're in a, a situation of limited weapons and limited ammo if you have the opportunity to grab a new weapon you do which is what you know gamers know but like yeah. no one in in television or movies ever seemed to realize that concept joel does that and like the action sequences of following him through the hospital feel like the action sequences of the game and there's a few moments like that too ellie's trying to when she's trying to escape from david like things like that yeah. they do that so well and i feel like that is underappreciated uh when compared to the story elements that are a direct translation uh but just that hospital sequence holy shit <laughs> Uh, that that scene um uh, is uh, i there was like a switch like you see the switch happen in Joel's mind where he's just like mm-hmm. uh, now i have to fucking kill you don't mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. you know like he's just like okay then this is what i do and he just yeah when he's just going through and just like one by one picking off people it is so powerful. And then, of course, at the end, you know, he has Ellie, who is who is passed out from the gas, which mm-hmm. that whole doctor scene um, was uh, was scene for scene. That yeah. was a frame-by-frame frame remake. Yep. One of the nurses in that uh, was the voice actor for Abby, who shows up in part two. Um, uh, she was the voice actor for our, for um, part two. She was the nurse who he shoots and he immediately points to the nurse and the mm-hmm. first nurse he points to, that was her. Um, so, uh, but that scene where, you know, he's going and he has Ellie and he gets down to the parking garage and Marlene's like, you got to stop, you got to stop. Like, it's what not are you too doing? late. It's not too late. And then we jump ahead to him in the car mm-hmm. with Ellie and Ellie wakes up and she's like, what happened? And he's like, oh, uh, the place got hit by bandits and uh we got out and she's like did anyone survive and he's like uh yeah um but then it flashes back to that scene where marlene's like you don't understand like this it's this one person for the safety of everybody in the world and joel just fucking shoots her and i think that's such a like power because the thing about you know obviously the the whole overlying theme about this is joel being being a dad to Mm -hmm. ellie right that's Mm -hmm. they have that sort of relationship they jokey jokey he's teaching her things like when he teaches her how to hunt you know and to take care of herself you know so like it is the whole idea is is seeing joel being surrogate father to ellie and that last moment you know, was the moment where it's like, you know, uh, uh, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin were interviewed about it and they were talking about, you know, well, the thing is, is like parental love is is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in love in general, but, you know, parental love, you know, and like that sort of thing is the idea of like, sometimes you have to lie to protect your kids. Like mm-hmm. you have to lie and you, you do this to a loved one as well. Like sometimes you have to, like Joel... You know, I as much as I was like, oh, Joel, come on, man. Like, you can't, you shouldn't lie to Ellie. Like, she even point blank is like, did you, is this, are you really sure this is what happened? Like, tell me right now. Tell me the truth. And he is like, 
it did. That's that's what happened. And she's like, okay. It's, but see, like he recognizes two like irreconcilable truths in his head. Uh one that if she knew, she would like she would she would hate him for it because because in her absolutely. mind the sacrifice is worth it. Like she makes it a point to say like this, it can't have all been for nothing. It can't like, she is willing to do whatever it takes. And I think if put to the choice, she would have said, wow, that sucks, but okay, let's do it. Like Marlene makes it a, a point to specifically say in the the show, which isn't mentioned in the game. Uh, but you know, like, Oh, we kept her sedated so that, you know, she wouldn't have to be afraid of, of dying. Uh, so she doesn't know what's happening, but like, if given the choice, Ellie's character growth is to the point where she probably would have said, yes, that's truth. Number one, but truth number yep. two is Joel recognizes that there's no fucking way that he can sacrifice her, like not to save the entire world. Not if literally like that meant that that day a cure was going to be you know, like in the hands of every single person and, you know, a million lives would be saved that day he still wouldn't have been able to do it. And like, that's how strong this bond goes from him being this like aloof, grieving person who like won't let anyone close, who doesn't want to take this mission on at all to like seeing her as like, a, as a daughter and as so close that like he will burn the world to keep her safe. Uh, yeah. And like, it's, it's that moment. And you see that play on his head in the hospital when, when he realizes and when she calls him out on it. And like he just he can't bring himself to to face her disappointment in him. Yeah. And you know what though? Like the whole thing about Joel burning the world to protect her and that and that sort of thing. I will watch seven seasons of oh, him doing that. Absolutely. I would, I would literally for decades watch him like doing everything he can. <laughs> uh just because like shit that was so cool that scene was like to me you know outside of of bill and frank that closing scene was like the coolest thing in this show because it you know it wasn't just like ah it's cool because he's john wicking his way through this hospital but it was like it's cool because he is a completely emotionally parental protection mode like heightened turned on and that's mm -hmm. what made it great because that emotional underlying of like i would do the same i would do the same completely if i had to kill a hospital full of people to protect my child you're fucking dead i will i wouldn't absolutely do that because that's my fucking kid you know yeah. just as i would do that to a wife or something you know uh, like, like that's that's i'm protecting my my people made so much more powerful by the fact that he doesn't know if he's going to make it in time. And if you're not familiar with the story, you don't know as a viewer, if he's going to make it in time, you reasonably assume that there's going to be a happy ending to this, but like, you don't know going into that. And even knowing that like, okay, I know what happens in the game, but like they could change the ending and like really throw us for a curve. Uh, but they play it again, like frame by frame, like flawlessly. And you know, this, the, so like as a viewer, you think, well, the stakes aren't really that high, but like you feel the stakes in that moment. You feel like his urgency and like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. No, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get to her. And yeah. he does just literally, you know, of course it's just in the nick of time, just as the scalpel is about to fall. Yeah. I mean, you know, even though I knew Joel wasn't going to die, uh, uh, this season, like I still was like, 
maybe because that would be a crazy big sacrifice. Yeah. That would be weird. And I did read uh, Bella Ma- uh, Bella Ramsey. Uh, they were talking about um, uh, the the last episode being divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, Bella was like, people are going to be very divided on this last episode. And I was like, oh man, like then that means they're going crazy divergent from the, the original thing. But they didn't. It, no. it ended the exact same way. Uh, as as the as the it, how it does in in the uh, in the game, and I was like, okay, that's, all right. But now I, I mean I know what she meant, uh, what they meant by being uh, by saying di- uh, diversive, yeah, uh, is uh, divisive is because of him lying at the end yeah. and her just accepting it, which happens in the game. Yep. That is what happens in the game, like word for word. That whole conversation is exactly how it happens in the game, um, but still, it was like. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. You know, it's a tough one of like kill a bunch of people, protect your kid, like, you know, stop stop, you know, you could easily stop this virus if they if you just let her uh be operated on, but and then, then she's dead and you know, the idea of lying to her, but like knowing that yeah. like if he told her the truth, like she would find the first doctor who she thought could do anything about it and would put herself right back on that table. 100% in a heartbeat. Yep. So like, oh, but also like getting, getting like an insight into how she uh, was immune. I don't think the game gave us that at all. Like seeing. Uh, It doesn't. Seeing like, you know, her mom got bit before she cut the cord. And I I love that bit of Anna being like, I cut the cord before I was bit Marlene. Like just staring her in the eye and like daring her to question (laughs) it. Um, But like, you know, of course you see that and you realize like, oh shit, like she grows up with this, like somehow manages not to kill her right away. And it like, they, they just kind of coexist. I don't know if that is even remotely, I mean, this already suspension of disbelief that the, the cordyceps could actually control and, you know, kill him is in that way. But I don't know if it would be possible to develop immunity in that way, but that's a really fucking clever way to address it. Yeah, so so in the game, uh, uh, we see a note uh, about uh, El- or Anna has written, uh, Ellie's mom, has written where she says, like, you know, I, I got to hold you in my hands, you know, e- even if it was only for a short time, like, I got to see you alive. And so they implied that, uh, you know, Anna dies of something. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't They don't ever say in the game, because this, this is something that uh, I just read an article about where it was a really big deal because everybody sort of assumed that she got bit while pregnant, had the baby, she dies of being, uh, you know, being a cordycep uh, monster, and Ellie gets the immunity because she was bitten while pregnant. But they never say it in the game, so it's all very, like, you know, a speculation at this. Um, And you don't see that scene. You just see in a letter where she says, like, Marlene's going to take care of you. I only got to hand you, you know, take the knife. Like, mm-hmm. this is my knife. Take my knife. You know, so like we get all of the little things, but you see it in the show. And I think that one, we get the confirmation that she was bit while pregnant. Yep. And that's how Ellie becomes immunity. You see her give the thing. You see her say to Marlene, like, take her for me, please. You know, and Marlene could have just killed the baby too. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously the, the plot uh, it lives but, it yeah. makes it all that much more powerful when marlene at the end was like i understand better than anyone you know i was supposed to take care of this child and you know do you think that i want to to, 
to sacrifice her for this, but like, you know, she does the whole greater good thing. And like, I, like that much more powerful again, when she chooses to spare Joel's life. But then when, when she confronts him, it's like, we don't have, we don't have to do this. And he's like, you'll just keep coming for her. Like he knows, like he just, he like, he's hit a point of no return. Like he has to end yep. this entirely. He has to eliminate anyone who had any knowledge or involvement of this project to, you know, to, to, um, surgically remove the, the cordyceps from Ellie so that no one can ever think to do it again. Specifically from her brain, which is what would kill her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, The Last of Us streaming on HBO. Hopefully you watch this having already watched the show. Let us know what you thought about it. Yeah. Um, you can uh, hit us up on on most social platforms at, uh, at NightShiftMG. Um, you know, would love to hear your thoughts on it. Were you, were you a person who played the game and didn't like the show? I hear those people exist. I would love to hear what you, you know, your thoughts on it. Let us yeah. know, tweet at us about it. We uh, would absolutely love to hear your take as somebody who played the games and, uh, now seeing the show being like, and eh, didn't like it and why, um, Hey, if you loved the show and the games, Tell us that too. Yeah. I also want to know that. Uh, I think that's also cool. If you're, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. I want to know what your thoughts are on this show. You know, is this, is this show as great as, as everyone is saying it is? I think so. I think it's living up to the hype. Yeah. Um, but I am, I am biased because I'm already invested because it's based on a video game and I love video games. <laughs> so, so is it living up to the hype? You know, maybe you're a person who didn't play the games and you're watching the show and being like, I don't know what the big deal is. It's just another zombie story. Maybe. I don't know. What's your story? Tell yeah. us uh, down below in the comments or tweet at us or hit us up on Instagram. We want to hear your story. Yeah. I mean, my my impression is, is definitely that it was even, like, it exceeded my expectations. It was better yeah. than I expected. So, I, yeah, I can't wait to hear other people's thoughts. Absolutely. So, hey, if you're listening on your podcast player of choice or watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all the deal. If you're on podcast player, leave a rating and review. Um, if you're able to, it's super easy. Just hit that five star and then type up a thing like, man, these these guys are jerks or whatever, you know, like just do that. That's cool, too. Um, you know, whatever you want. We'll take we'll take negative reviews as well. Um, but make it funny, at least if you're yeah. going to be a dick, make it funny. Yeah, uh, mm. that's all I'm saying. Make us laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us. We got a brand new episode coming up this Sunday where we are carrying on our monthly uh, five-year anniversary monthly uh, theme month where we are doing movies about Dracula. And we have another one coming up, a Hungarian film called Comrade Dracula, <laughs> which you can currently watch on Tubi TV for free. It's true. Uh, no sign-up required. You just type in Comrade Dracula in the search bar and then click it and watch it and you get a couple of ads and that's it. Um, super easy. So if you're the type of person that watches movies before we review them, that's the movie you can watch. And then join us this Sunday for the full episode where we talk about our thoughts and feelings about Comrade Dracula. <laughs> Comrade Draculic. Dra Dra Draculic? Draculic. Yeah. yeah. So there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you on Sunday.